explore Arizona. Welcome to the installment of Explore Arizona, where we'll be diving into the Grand Canyon and discussing all it has to offer. We will be talking about mule riding, hiking, camping, and how to get the most out of the Grand Canyon from a visitor's perspective. We will also be discussing, tra discussing travel time, great lodging options, and an insider's perspective from someone who has been to the canyon a number of times. Let's take these topics one at a time and break down all of the aspects of visiting the Grand Canyon from the perspective of a college student in the Phoenix area. Absolutely. No better place to start than talking about how long it takes to get there and the best plan of attack in terms of travel. Well, it takes about four hours to get to the Grand Canyon from Phoenix, and Flagstaff is a great place to stop in the middle of the drive. There are some great local diners in Flagstaff, such as the Galaxy Diner. This is my favorite place to go and stop and get some homestyle food before camping out at the Grand Canyon. And fun fact, it actually uses a lot of locally sourced beef from ranchers in the area. Moving on from Flagstaff in terms of lodging, where would be a, a cost-effective place to stay near the Grand Canyon for someone who does not want to camp outdoors? Outside of camping, one of the most interesting and budget-friendly options uh, to stay around the Grand Canyon is actually a hostel in Red Mountain, which is about 45 minutes from the Grand Canyon itself, so it's a little bit far, but uh, it's definitely worth it because it's a one-of-a-time opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and will definitely be an affordable option uh, in terms of avoiding hotels and things like that. Sounds great. For someone who does like to camp, can you talk about some good options in terms of hiking, camping, and meal tours? Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's actually quite a few things to do at the Grand Canyon. Most people see the canyon as a big hole in the ground where you just go and see it once and uh, you're done. But there's actually quite a few things available to people uh, who are seeking entertainment at that actual national park. Let's begin by discussing the mule tours because they're often the most popular thing that people want to do when they plan a trip to the Grand Canyon. The thing that most people fail to realize is that you need to have over a year of preparation to put in for a lottery to actually get an application in order to be chosen for a meal trip. Depending on the time of the year, it's hard to get a date that you actually put in for. Summer is the busiest and most popular time to go. So it sounds like that may not be the best option for college students looking to go on a spontaneous trip to the Grand Canyon. I would say absolutely not. Although larger groups often get a discounted rate, the full two-day mule trip requires a lot of planning and costs about $600 per person. Dang. So can you tell us about some options that are more affordable and require less planning? Yeah, absolutely. For mule riding, I would recommend the two-hour rim ride, which spans from Yaki Point to Shoshone Point. Even though the ride costs about $120 per person, it offers incredible views and an expert commentary about the history and geology of the Grand Canyon. The ride is about three miles in total and provides a way for people to see a lot of the Grand Canyon with minimal effort. One thing to consider is that larger groups often get cheaper rates, so it's best if you can find a group of three to five people that are interested in doing the mule tours. Sounds great. So even though mule riding is a little pricey, one can balance the trip budget by finding less expensive lodging options such as camping or seeking out hostels on the outskirts of town. I would like to move on from mule riding and talk about one of the more obvious things to do at the canyon, which is hiking. Clearly, the Grand Canyon is one of the most beautiful places to hike in the world, let alone the state of Arizona. 
For sure. I just went on a hiking trip at the Grand Canyon last week and have some insight to share about trail options. One of my favorite trails to hike is the South Kaibab Trail, and I also really enjoy the Bright Angel Trail. One thing I tell everyone to avoid going down is going down uh, to the river on the first try because it can be very challenging for an inexperienced hiker, and it requires a certain level of physical fitness. When hiking the Grand Canyon for the first time, I would recommend only going down one or two miles because you can really see some amazing views within that distance. On the Bright Angel Trail, there are ancient petroglyphs from Native Americans that used to walk the trails. There are also places to get water on the trail so you don't have to carry as much with you because it can get heavy. The South Kaibab Trail is very exposed but is unbeatable in terms of views. I would recommend that you prepare for any hike and make sure that you know what you're getting into. A professional hiker once told me, going down is optional, but going up is mandatory. Wow, that sounds amazing. So what would you recommend for camping at the canyon? Should people camp at the bottom of the canyon or camp at the top and take shorter hikes down the canyon throughout their stay? Well, I would say that people should stay at the top of the canyon and do several day hikes Although there is nothing like hiking to the bottom of the canyon and sleeping down there, I would save that for a trip when you already have some experience with the canyon under your belt. So how much would you say it costs one person to drive down to the canyon, camp a couple nights, and enjoy some hiking and short meal ride around the rim? Uh, Great question. I would say that someone should budget a couple hundred dollars for the whole trip, not including food. This cost would include entrance fees to the National Park, which is about $35, the $120 mule ride, and a trip to the Grand Canyon IMAX, which is a two-hour viewing of the history of the Grand Canyon. I think anyone who is visiting the canyon for the first time would enjoy that IMAX film. That is definitely an affordable getaway, and I'm certain that if you had a group to travel with, costs would be kept to even more of a minimum. Definitely. Just to wrap up the Grand Canyon segment, I wanted to ask you one more question. What would be the best time of year to visit the Grand Canyon to get the most out of the experience? Great question. My favorite time to go to the Grand Canyon is at the end of the summer. At times it can be a little warm, but there are some unbelievable sunsets and cloud formations that have lasting impressions on people. At the end of the day, views create experiences people cherish for a lifetime. Sounds amazing, but some students have trouble going on trips when school is just starting. What would you recommend for a student? I would say that ASU's fall break is a great time, which is in the middle of October. It shouldn't be too busy, and the weather is perfect for hiking that time of year. Perfect. Grand Canyon sounds like a great getaway for a group of college students. Thank you for your insight on the canyon, and have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. On next week's segment of Explore Arizona, we'll be taking you to Horseshoe Bend and Antelope Canyon. We'll see you there.